Centuries ago, the Malian emperor Mansa Musa sent his best and brightest scholars, explorers, warriors, and artisans across the great western ocean to discover new lands. They were never heard from again. Until now. Join creative director Tanya DePass as Invicta, the High and Old Blade Keeper, DJ Knight as Ikemba, the Musalian Biopriest, Michael Sinclair II as Ilai, the Misajai Lightbringer, Christina Ariel as Sila 919, the Monsagene Biopriest, and Eugenio Vargas as the Storyteller, as they travel the stars, defend their homes, and treat everyone they meet luxuriously. Welcome to the Motherlands. Sunday now and welcome back to the penultimate episode of Into the Motherlands. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Eugenio. I am known as DM Jazzy Hands and I will be your storyteller for this evening. So excited to have you back for this, our second to last episode. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out. We have uh, a very tense situation on our hands in game. So I want to get right to uh, cast introductions. So you know the players who will be playing said who, huh? See, now here's a story, viewers. I'm going to take you on a journey before we start playing tonight. Here's what just happened. Here's what just happened, y'all. I got ready. I put up my little list of sponsors that I have up so I don't forget. I'm not looking at the chat. I'm not looking at the video screen. And I'm doing the introduction. And I get a Zoom message that says, Eugenio, look at the overlay. So I go over the little, look. Look, am I pointing the right way? I hope I am. Wait, I'm waiting for the- Yes, I am. Look, it's me. It's so cute. Sorry. Surprise. I know I just said we wanted to get to the game, but I love it so much. Oh, look at me. Look at that hood. I love it. Oh, cute. Thank you all. Who did it? <laughs> and well, Vanessa drew it. I just said, please make this happen. Oh my God, that's so good. Thank that you. Is super I don't know, awesome. Leslie, are you here? Yes, she is. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I love it. All right. We still got a lot to do. It's a very tense situation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. That means of the world. Thank you. Uh, let's go around and talk about the awesome people who made that happen for me. Uh, let's go. We're going to start uh, with, let's see. Oh, let's start with DJ tonight because he's making faces. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and we'll go counterclockwise just to mix it up. So DJ, who are you? Who are you playing tonight? Well, he's gone. So I guess we got it. There we go. Oh, hi. I'm DJ Knight. I'm a space and sci-fi streamer here on Twitch. I've been playing a lot of fun things when we're not here. Uh, I'm playing a lot of cyberpunk because cyberpunk. That's pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, I forgot everything I was going to say. I'm just happy to be here. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. You guys are amazing. I play Akemba, Musalian bio priest. Such a good freeze. Moving counterclockwise, I am very excited to see uh, what Ikemba does tonight. Uh, moving counterclockwise around the horn to Michael. Hi. Hello, my name is Michael Sinclair II. Uh, I go by Michael Crits everywhere. Uh, what I do is play lots of TTRPGs in different places and different mediums. I um, also stream from time to time, but I should get back to that now that school's over, but I've been having a lot of me quality time and just, just unplugging. Um, yeah, uh, I, I play Eli on the show, who's a Misajai uh, Lightbringer. They're awesome and excited to play today. 
All right, so am I. Uh, the Lightbringer talents may or may not come in handy today. We shall see. Continuing on around clockwise, uh, counterclockwise to, <laughs> to the player who is mad at me for pulling her hair last week, Christina. Hello, Ohenio. Hi, Christina. How you nice doing? Nice to see you. And you, Hello. it's been a whole week. I've missed you. Oh, did you? I did. did. You miss me while you were pulling my hair? I did. I was looking forward to coming back uh, to Sila being unconscious on the floor after getting her hair pulled. Hmm. Oh, that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about oh. that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean. Hi. <laughs> my name is Christine Ariel. I'm an Aquarius. I enjoy long walks on the beach, sometimes just on the bike path. It just depends on the day. Mostly staying inside because, you know the world um i play captain sila 919 who is now lying unconscious on the floor as you have previously heard because someone decided to pull out one of her hairs and that's upsetting um it's been a very delightful journey for this monsagene bio priest beautiful android great hair fantastic look we found out where the scar came from that was earned it was a very impactful situation there were peanut butter and jelly sandwiches full circle moments it was great but uh we're gonna see what happens i'm excited to be on this journey with you crazy kids me too can't wait last but most certainly not least our host with the most hello tani hello eugenio how are you oh i you know a little afraid but otherwise quite good <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not like Invicta is really going to pop up behind you, or is she? No. <laughs> um, but I am your high and old blade keeper, Invicta. Uh, her pronouns and mine are she, her. And uh, she might be ready to throw down because her friend got hurt. So let's see what happens. Also, I am proud of myself for not giving away the secret. This art has been done for like a week and has been real hard not to just send it to you. You did very well because we it was a struggle. Are in almost you. constant contact on some days. <laughs> yeah, it, well, I, ooh, who am I sending this message to? Okay, it's not you. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I've done that. Well, and you did keep it, you kept it so well, you got me into a groove where I wasn't even looking for it when it did show up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, once again, I'm Eugenio DM Jazzy Hens, uh, and I'll be your storyteller this evening. Very exciting to hop in, but let's prolong the misery just a bit longer to say thank you to some of the awesome people uh, outside of this particular screen who have helped us to be here for the last 11 weeks. First of all, we want to, of course, thank Die Hard Dice for supporting our endeavors into the motherlands. Most of you are aware, but if you're new here, you may not be, that we have a set of dice available on Die Hard Dice's website for purchase called Musalian Skies beautiful sky blue dice, gold uh, numbering if you buy them pre-painted on in the numbers, but you can also buy uh, unpainted numbers as well and do it yourself in whatever color you like. So thank you so much to Die Hard Dice for your support. You can check out those Musalian Skies dice and everything else that they have available uh, at their website, dieharddice.com. Next up, of course, we want to thank Blue Microphones for providing us these fantastic upgrades to our sound equipment. 
so that we can do this show sounding as good as possible for you all. We want to thank them very, very much. And if you would like to check out some of their offerings, they've got XLR mics, they've got USB mics, they've got great podcasting mics, they've got little ones, big ones, cheap ones, expensive ones, everything in between. And you can find them all at bluemic.com. Third up, we want to thank the folks over at Cortex by Fandom for helping us to put together a game rule set for Into the Motherlands. Uh, these beautiful books are now available for purchase. Your main core rule books are available. We will be giving away one more PDF electronic core uh, uh, Cortex Prime handbook tonight. So keep an eye on the chat. Mods will let you know when and how to enter. Be sure that you are here for the end of the stream because if you are not present and we draw your name and you aren't here to claim it, we will draw another name. So don't go anywhere. Keep an eye on the chat. Like I said, mods will keep you informed. Thank you so much to the folks over at Cortex by Fandom for uh, helping us out creating the mechanics for the Motherlands. And last but not least, a huge thank you to Twitch, of course, for supporting us here, for making it possible for us to be here in the Motherlands. Uh, we are very, very grateful, and you all know how to find Twitch, so I don't need to give you a website, which brings us to the end of the thank yous and the beginning of the session. Who's got the recap? Well, this is going well. <laughs> yes. No one, I realized as I sat there in silence that <laughs> if someone was listening in podcast form, they would not hear me or see what I was doing. So I needed to be more mindful. So here's a descriptive recap of what happened on the last time we were having a moment and then we had flashback. And we talked about friendship and relationships. And we found out that the real reason that Sila has the scar on her face is because she cut out her emotions because no one else was gonna take them from her. And there was a moment where Lahinia made this really gross sound that was like, <laughs> and it was really, really nasty and almost unforgivable as far as things go. Like hair pulling is cool and all that, but we're on the ship and all of a sudden there's a giant Kraken thing that's like, <laughs> like going up the side and breaking off pieces of the ship. And we're also under attack. There was so much happening, Michael. It, it was, that, was the, that was the okay. pass off I've ever heard. Okay, got it. Yeah, nope. that was, that's like the alley oop when you're not, you know, you're not even like <laughs> you're looking. On, you're, you're like, I'm supposed to be jumping right now. <laughs> All right. Um, here we go. Uh, so, last episode, we got to learn a little bit more about Ally and their community that they're from, uh, why that rucksack was so important to them. Although, see you, see you later, rucksack. Um, we um, got to kind of get a little bit more backstory about um, their life and perhaps a little bit about mm. their life um, before the ritual that they had um, or the ceremony they had. Um, and uh, I should consolidate my own notes, but I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I thought I was going to get away with just like, oh, today, this week, I'll just be, you know, whatever. Um, you had a backstory, so you got to tell your stuff. That's what I did. I just did. I, I did that, and then I forgot <laughs> about everything else that just happened. Uh, well, but anyway, I had to focus. <laughs> I can pass it over uh, to DJ, and uh, he can oh, take is it. Oh, this what we're doing now? Yeah. It's like a persona baton pass. I see. I see. Mm.
I didn't know I was going to get the baton. <laughs> Nobody did so far, I mean, like, friend. Nobody did. For the person who has all the notes, be like, I'm going to pass it to somebody else. Like, Okay, well. <laughs> no one can speak your own thoughts but you. Truly. Uh, does anyone have anything they would like to add to the recap? DJ, I will not require you to if you have nothing to add. I do remember that thing had disgusting sounds. I think Pi, I think Pi on Into the Motherlands called it the sound, the noise heard round the internet, uh, which I, apparently. I do remember that Akimba thought it was a fart when it was laughing over the intercom. Yeah, that was, and, that was pretty good. And then Dave added me on Twitter and then like had a video of Mayo with like a, a real hot cube, like melty hot cube. And it, it sounded horrible. So, and, and now that is officially the sound that this creature makes, which is problematic because I like calamari. Like, I'm going to go heat up a whiskey know. stone and find a jar of mayonnaise. Y'all keep talking. If you do that. <laughs> um, while, <laughs> while, uh, well, before poor Sila got uh, yanked by the hair, um, there was a moment where Invicta was basically like, do I have to come up there? Why are you hollering at my friend, though? So there was a lot of combat. The roles were not in our favor. Mm. And then it was like, oh, I thought I was smart not pulling this over to the ship. And then the thing, whatever this creepy thing is, was like, I'll just come on over and bring you some sugar and also an ass whooping. So. And Sila called them her friends before she called them her crew. She yes. did. That's right. Oh, that was a really lovely moment. She had to get Buck on the people to save her peeps. She had to nuck because she was Buck, if you will. <laughs> she nuck. She was Buck. Uh, also. Uh, yes, also. <laughs> the Grand Minister was also being suspicious about first, first running away into the room and and trying to tuck in there being afraid like in a in a in a kind of off way and then uh when the grand minister came back they she she i believe she the grand minister yes she she um was getting really uh chaotic and upset that we were going to be attacking this entity that was coming towards us which didn't make a lot of sense at the time, which we haven't cleared up yet. I think we've kind of ushered her away so that we can deal with what's going on. And both um, Eli and Silo 919 confronted the Grand Minister when they were trying to get in our business and they don't know what the space Kool-Aid is. So um, we ushered them away. We did. Also, Kimba missed one correction. Like a bunch of shots. Oh, it can be got one, I think, and then missed a bunch. Nah, he missed a bunch of shots. He missed. He he was like, you know how there's people that are awesome enough where people will be like, he don't miss. That was not a Kimba. <laughs> not a Kimba. <laughs> that was not a Kimba last week. He missed almost everything. It was like Airball mm-hmm. City, Brick City, well, fam. Brick Brick City, fam. It was a problem. You got it at your soul system. Is a little charge. He's the one person in the in the court where they're like, "Yo, don't don't give him the ball." Like, right? Don't. don't. <laughs> I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> uh huh. That's that's just how that works. All right, Silent Nine One Nine. What's your correction? I have a correction. Michael Sinclair the second. It's Captain Silent Nine One Nine. There she goes. <laughs> 
very good. It's very good. Oh boy. All right, yeah, well, if you could parse out a recap from the last six minutes, I congratulate you, first of all. Uh, but wow. let's- <laughs> But that got us there. You know, uh, the main important bit right now is that we are on board the Wistful Wish, which is out in space, somewhere out <clears throat> um, a little ways away from Hotheray and the Hotherayan moon. Then uh, the creature, the last remaining creature, has attached to the ship, torn open the cargo bay door, and come inside where it grabbed Captain Sila 919's hair, yanked her across the room into the bulkhead door, uh, and tore out that hair where she is unconscious on the ground. She has ha taken stress higher than a D12 and so has been taken out. And if you all want your captain back in this uh, scene, one of you will need to attempt uh, to to revive her, probably with a test involving the treat skill in some way, perhaps. But anyway, we'll see. As you all mentioned, the Grand Minister of Agriculture is there. Uh, she was temporarily, most likely, uh, shocked into silence by uh, Sila 919 and Invicta's insistence that they deal with things uh, their way here on their ship, which was totally fair, to be honest. Uh, and so... Now we have that to deal with. In the next room, this creature, uh, still not totally accessible to you all. Silent 919 was able to snake her hair through uh, some access points. So the, the bulkhead door to the bridge has not been breached yet, uh, which is good news because there is a breach in the hull of the ship on the other side. Uh, Silent 919, unconscious, Captain Silent 919, unconscious on the floor. Uh, what are we doing, fam? Um, so just so I'm clear, Sila is on the same side of the bulkhead as we are. Correct. Her hair is not, but she is. The rest of her is. Um, can I just go get her and bring her back to the bridge? Uh, yeah, absolutely. She's just like, at, she's at the door to the bridge. So yeah, you can just pull her, you know, back sort of away from the, from the bulkhead. No problem. Okay. Uh, I do that and find somewhere to like lay her down and it's like, Okay, so I actually look at the Minister of Agriculture and go, all right, what is this thing? Um, and she sort of snaps out uh, of her reverie uh, and she looks around and she sees what's happening and she says, I told you, we must attempt diplomacy first. And she uh, she sort of starts walking towards the uh, bulkhead door. Oh my god! What? You know what? Let her let her be foolish. Uh, so Ikemba has Captain Sila. The Grand Minister is heading that way. Ikemba and Eli, what are you two doing? Um. I'm gonna look at Akimba because I think we're both like, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know that um, Invicta was able to get Captain Silent 919 away. Um, so I think if I haven't got my spear yet, I'm definitely grabbing that. Sure, um, sure. So if we have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with this entity, at least I have something. Um, and I will nod to Akimba with the, nod, the, the knowing nod, like, we about to get into something, and we best be ready. 
And then Cameron just looking just like because he's ready for the get down with the get down. Like he's not the best with guns on ships. And that's it. Because I feel like anything else I'm saying is going to come back to bite me because the dice hate me. So I was going to start that and make it seem like I was going to say something like impressive. And then it was just like, nah, that, I'm just going to leave that where it is. Because I'll be like, oh, I'm a, a thing. And then the dice will be like, yeah, no, you're not. Mm, no. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Bertrand is also on your side uh, of the of the bulkhead door uh, on the bridge. And he uh, he also sort of this whole time has just been, you know, standing, staring, unsure what is happening. Uh, and he goes over uh, to one of the access or one of the um, what do you call it? Stations uh, here on the bridge, and and starts calling something up and says, uh, "I will attempt to use the uh, drones uh, in the uh, engine and and water containment chambers, the same ones we used before. I will use them to attempt to seal the hull, uh, so that uh, if the uh, door to the bridge here is breached or voluntarily opened, uh, we will be able to maintain atmosphere." Uh, so so that's what Bertrand is up to. And in the meantime, the uh, the other Hathorayan who is on board with you, who has just been like, you thought the other two were sort of shocked into, into petrified surprise. Uh, the, the station master of the irrigation station planet side uh, is like trembling and not sure what to do and looking around and sputtering a bit, but sees the, the grand minister go towards the door uh, and, and the station master is immediately a pen at myself is immediately over to uh towards the door uh grand minister with all due respect oh can't we please wait a moment and talk about this uh so he's over there uh petrified as all hell uh trying to to talk to the grand minister uh and that is where we are anything i should know about let's hop back to invicta real quick so you've got silo captain silo 919 uh in a more secure location you doing anything you checking on her you just wanted to get her out of the way i'm kind of checking on her but my skills don't really lie in healing so i actually look over to uh where i lie i lie are you still on the bridge or did you run off to get your spear uh if i had to run off and get that i had run off and gotten in it um, no, I mean, I think I, I think if you did, it was to your cabin, which is relatively close to the to the bridge, so you could be back. Okay, we back. <laughs> okay then, um, <laughs> we back. Uh, so Invicta looks over at Eli and Akemba. I am, while I am skilled as an engineer, I'm not a healer, and I think I need to go pay a visit to our visitor which was terrible alliteration, I apologize. Um, well, I guess I will um, tend to si Captain Sila 919, if um, you need any support, please let me know over communications. And um, I will go to where, well, actually. Yes, oh, I like a well, actually. Me back that up. That's not true. Those of you in chat, don't well actually us. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do the. <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to. Yeah, there's there's a voice with it. I'm not doing it anyway. Okay. So, um, I'm I, I'm gonna. You see, I like have a second thought. Uh, they're gonna say, uh, Akimba. Um, 
Actually, this might suit you a bit better. I... I realize that, um... I might not know how to help Captain Salad 919 in ways that you might be able to. This is where we found out the whole party has been lying about being healers the whole time. I am. <laughs> I don't think Eli knows how to help someone who's, um, uh, uh, you know. Uh, Not uh, biological? Correct, yes. Mm -hmm. I could help out Akemba. I could help out <laughs> Invicta. I can't necessarily help out Captain uh -huh. Sarkin. Uh, no, no, you're totally right. It's just funny that it has gone Invicta being like, maybe I lie instead. And I like going, maybe in Kemba instead. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you, if you think an engineer is better, I can try. But I also don't want to get stabbed if, <laughs> if Sila comes around and feels someone like trying to work on her and suddenly a coil comes out and stabs me in the temple and then I'm dead. I'm just for what it's worth, Bertrand hears you say something about engineering and goes, Oh, not me. I'll make it worse. <laughs> Someone's supposed to be able to heal ones and zeros. That ain't that ain't that ain't I lie. That's that's a Kimba. That's <laughs> right. Let's give <laughs> that's all I, this saying. is all on me. I have not given a Kimba a chance to respond. You go, a Kimba. Hey, you got this? Nah, I don't have it. You got it? Nah, I'm not. Nah. Nah. It's like, all down the line. <laughs> oh, no. And the camera's just sitting there like, well, time to get the drive. Because <laughs> the camera's still, the Kimball's life yeah. rule is, like, it's logical. She's alive, so the captain is alive, so it's time to make these moves. See yeah, Absolutely. Do. Make Absolutely. a thing happen, is all I'm saying. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> so tell me, uh, tell me what it is that you're trying to do here in that case. Uh, essentially, you're trying to see what is wrong and see if it is a thing that can be fi quickly fixed. Mm -hmm. So is this, is this a situation where I have to roll? Uh, <laughs> Y yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to put together a pool. So. This will be against a, uh, this will be against a base uh, attempt. It's not a, a contest. Sila well, I mean, I'm assuming in, in her powered downstate, Sila is not attempting to stop you from uh, helping here. So uh, yeah, it's a 2d8 pool on my end uh, that I'm going to roll to set a difficulty and you roll something against that uh, you know, pulling in your, your bio priest. I don't think you have ever used a bio priest talent. So if you want to no. pick out so one I'm, of those three talents, damn. now seems like a good time. I wonder what, uh, what I've been doing in the background. <laughs> good. I like that. I Thank like you. that. So. Okay. Uh, uh oh. All right, now we can see what we're doing here. So yeah, tell me, tell me about what you what you're thinking. All right, so first things first, obviously bio priest. So absolutely, it. like it's just it. That's just not really too much of a choice. Absolutely. Uh, he understands that life is logical. He lives by that rule, but he also knows how to fix things. So I feel like that kind of requires fix. And then. While he's not like fully versed in everything, when it comes to uh, Montagene, ways he he does 
learn things learn things pretty quick and he has decent knowledge about how these systems should work mm-hmm. or at least he, how he hopes they should work so i feel like i figured that is my chain of roles Okay, I love that. I love that. So let's set the difficulty. You do, Ikemba, have a D6 of angry stress. So I am going to add that to this pool because I think this is a, a delicate thing that you're doing uh, and we need to stay focused. So let me roll up this difficulty number and it's an eight. Totally. Well, I'm going to keep my mouth no, shut. I don't uh, want to jinx mm-hmm. it on my end either. Mm-mm. Thank you. Because I'm going to roll this and see what we mm-hmm. got here. Um, mm-hmm. Like smashed it. it yes absolutely Yay. smashed it fantastic uh all right so uh what is your oh you know what even better uh okay so i just want to make sure that i step this down properly is smaller than the complication. Okay, so what you can actually do here, uh, we've never actually, we've never really done this. So Sila has a D12 stress of injured, as I recall, which is what you're trying to, uh, to fix here. So you beat the difficulty, which means that you are going to reduce that stress a little and bring her back into the scene. The question is how much? Mm-hmm. So if you remember, we can switch out what dice we use for the total and what dice we use for the effect die. Mm-hmm. You want to beat my total with the big biggest effect die possible. Mm-hmm. So do you, if you want to rearra- rearrange some of those dice to get a bigger effect die than a D8, now would be the time. So like, the question then becomes, if I get to do it, do you also get to do it? I uh, I can at times, although at the moment I am set with my, uh, with my, my where mine are. But yes, that is the thing right, that the cool. storyteller can also do. I just want to double check because I feel like I'm going to adjust some things and then you're going to be like in two seconds, like, unbeknownst to Ikenba, no. things were rolled as well. Like, I, 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 I didn't no. want to come back and find that. So I will change it to this since you rolled an All eight. Right. I feel like the 10 yeah. beats the eight, no problem. And then we have the effect die of a D10 at a nine. Absolutely. So we make sure that whole, whatever we can roll out, we roll out all of it. So great. Great. And remember, it doesn't matter what number comes up on your effect die. It's only the size of the die that matters. So even better. Uh, We have that D10. Now that D10 is still smaller than uh, Sila's injured stress, but much closer to it. So Sila, your D12 injured stress is going to get stepped down to a D10 and you will be back into the scene. Ikemba, tell us what this looks like. Ikemba like reaches... Uh, his hand just and hovers it over like our temple and then just is just closes his eyes and feels and it's it's really hard to describe because it's weird because it's mine but in my head he's just like kind of just like searching with feeling to find the pain and the pain points mm. like there's a little bit of like just electric charge just kind of coming from his fingers while he's trying to adjust the things that are causing her to not be awake and he just does this and just focuses and he's like his hand is shaking and then he just just kind of like breathes out and then just looks up and he looks down he looks down again and then her eyes open Silent Captain Silent 919, what was that experience like? I am not sure that you've ever been healed by another bio priest, certainly not a non-Monzigene bio priest, I wouldn't imagine. 
I mean, she's had better, but for a non Montagene, it was great. Mm-hmm. Good. So, uh, yeah. I have, you know, never been happier, never been happier that I asked uh, a question. Uh, <laughs> she was stuck in her stasis state. So she did have, once again, the girl from Ipanema. Oh, yes. In her yes, lobby that's in her brain. I love that. I love that. So we unfortunately are not graced with the girl from Ipanema anymore, but we are graced with a conscious Captain Sila 919. Now, in that moment, once Sila 919 sort of opens her eyes, comes back to the moment and is able to, to get systems running again, we sort of, uh, you know, time slowed in that moment and we zip back into real time. We see Bertrand uh, sort of uh, grunting triumphantly uh, as he has gotten a couple of the drones in there unnoticed and has been able to seal up uh, the where the... Um, where the cargo bay door was torn open. So pressure and atmosphere are returning to that side of the, of the, uh, of the doors leading to the bridge. The station master is over talking to, uh, to the grand minister uh, and it doesn't seem to be going great. She is insisting very clearly trying to move him aside, insisting on opening the blast doors and heading out uh, to attempt to initiate diplomacy, contact and diplomacy with this creature. Uh, is anyone wanting to do anything in the, uh-oh, in the moment uh, before, before uh, she manages to hit that button? Sh should we, we're gonna carry on uh, unless uh we want to pause. Should we pause for a moment? Uh, I don't. Is that yes? A, I think that's that a yes. yes. Pause. We had a we had a slight DC technical issue. Uh, it is it was really exciting on the overlay. We'll be back in just <laughs> a moment, y'all. Uh, this is a nice tense moment, and I'm really drawing it out as long as I can. This was my plan all along, so we'll be back with y'all in just a second. <laughs> Hi, y'all. So here's the here's the true story about what just happened. Uh, we had our fantastic producer, uh, Leone, reset us, put up a little temporary image uh, for Ikemba since since uh, DJ uh, was, was having some tech issues. We counted down, we did the transition, we counted down to live, and I kid you not, the moment that Leone informed us we were back live on screen, DJ was able to return to the call. But we're all here now. We're in slightly unique places, but we are all here, uh, and and the lineup of the of the videos and the names will, will undoubtedly sort itself, well, it will get sorted, I should say, soon, uh, but we are, in the meantime, going to press on, I think, unless I get frantic hand-waving from our producer. So, uh, we are going to move on. I'm excited. The Grand Minister, welcome back, DJ. You good? Yeah. Okay, good. Internet so, the Grand Minister is... For a sec. What's that? Internet decided to just hate us for a sec. Oh, love that. You know, love you know that. the rules. Computers hate humans. That's just how it works. Uh, it's true. It's true. All right, so the Grand Minister is of Agriculture is about to open the door, uh, the blast door to the cargo hold, insisting on uh, attempting communication and diplomacy with this creature. The Station Master looks as though he has been unable to uh, dissuade her, uh, though Bertrand has sealed the breach in the hull on that end, and is there anything who wants to do anything in these moments before she opens this door? Um, before I do this, Hathaway are much bigger than us, right? Correct, yes. Uh, I mean, obviously less bigger than you, but still quite a fair bit bigger. Uh, 
because I was gonna just try to like get in front and pull my Captain America like make me move. <laughs> but if she's that much bigger than me, I don't know if that'll work out. I mean, she's certainly bigger. You are, you know, a trained combatant with some muscle on you. So I, you know, it's up to you. Lead the uh, way. Lead the what? way. I said lead the way. I, you know what? Eli's ready. Okay. Eli's ready. See, it's the quiet ones. Always ready to fight, though. Mm-hmm. I like been mm-hmm. snappy this whole time, so I figured it, when it, <laughs> it comes time to throw the hands, I was about to throw all of them. Like their I'm hands, like, mm, the, y'all. the hive mind hands. Like they about to find new hands. Somebody else is in the room. They don't know they have hands. They bow to because I like throwing them. That's it, right? That's I'm it. like, y'all talk about me being fight happy. <laughs> I like been dying for a fight, and I love it. So I, like, will... I feel like I've missed something. No, uh, no, we just we just continued on from where you were. You brought Sila back up. Uh, the station master has failed to keep the the uh, the grand minister from opening the door. Uh, Bertrand has succeeded in sealing the hull breach, and now it sounds like Ikemba and Ilai are going to attempt their methods at stopping the grand minister. Tell me what that looks like. <laughs> um, Ilai, are you getting in front of me, or am I going, or what? Are we team te- teaming this? I Ilai was definitely ready to uh team it but definitely i would wait uh until invicta step forward that's what i was waiting for because he they, um i like i like knows they know that uh invicta is the one that's like really really good at the, the combat stuff and i was going to support that's if uh-huh. that's that's the gonna, like whip out, whip out a gat or something that's what's gonna happen <laughs> that's right. it so invicta just stands there and she's like Really? You just saw what happened to our captain and you trying to be diplomatic? This is not the time for diplomacy. Move. Um, go ahead and make me let's she does not want to move. You were trying to make her move. This is a contest. So let's go ahead and put together Uh, some dice pools. Uh and with Eli there, uh Eli, how many plot points you got? I got uh I got let me go check that real quick. I believe okay. I have. You should have at least one. I think sure. I have two. I haven't used. Okay. The, I haven't used the other one from uh, a while ago, so I have two. Okay, so you can do a couple of things if you want to mechanically participate in this. One of them is you can actually, if you if you at any point during this contest don't like the way that Invicta is is attempting to handle this, you can actually spend a plot point to butt into a uh, contest and try and resolve things your own way. Uh, which, to be fair, it doesn't really feel like this team's uh, like vibe, but it is a mechanical option. Alternatively, of course, you can uh, spend plot points to create assets and do other things that can affect the scene. But if you're not butting in as terms of the dice rolling, that's just for now going to be between Akemba and the Grand Minister. Victor? Meaning Victor? Uh-huh, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Y'all, if I got to episode 11 and have only done that once or twice with you two both being I names, I'm okay. I, I've three, been podcasting for three and a half years. I still don't know my players' names. Oh, uh, uh, but I, um, I lied. They're not foolish enough to get in between... <laughs> what Invicta is trying to do to someone who they think is combative. So they want to support. They're not going to get in the way necessarily. Great. I love that. I love that. All right. So we've got intense fix. Tell me about fix Invicta. Uh, Fix is basically, she's trying to fix the situation by hook or by crook. So she's, she's asked once. And if that's not good enough, then she can fix it other ways. (laughs) Like, 
yes. Yes, this is why we use general terms for our skills because they can mean lots of different things to lots of different characters. I love it. All right, and then knowledge, uh, of course, uh, Invicta often leans on her, her immense knowledge to talk logically to those who are not doing what she wants them to. All right, is that your pool? That is my pool because, uh, well, because we are in beta, it did not save everything that I changed last week. <laughs> sure. Okay, um, that's great. So, so I went with intense because this is an intense situation. Um, fixed because she's fixing this one way or the other. My words, my blade, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean she's smart, so she's she's using knowledge to her advantage. I love that. I love that. All right, let's roll it up. See what we get. No whammies. And well, my dice just went off the page. Oh, <laughs> oh disadvantage. <laughs> like you rolled off the table. <laughs> like they're literally <laughs> off the page. I don't know what happened. I don't oh, know what's going on. Is it? Is like it giving gone. you a total? No. They're oh, just, like they rolled and like it's like they literally rolled off the desk. I'm gonna. That's wild. Cortex giving you the real authentic in-person <laughs> tabletop feel. Uh, uh, I'm gonna refresh my character sheet. Oh, just oh I just got I just got a result okay. for you. And it's I a good result, so keep it. They went away, like they took a little trip around the room and came back. It's like, oh, we're here, you're good. I see uh, that. 14, well, you, no. 14, that ain't bad. You got a nice 10 on one of them, too. All right, so uh, let's see. This Grand Minister is going to put together her dice pool, and she is going to pull that D10. Well, I am going to pull your D10 of Insecure Stress Invicta into this, because uh, I do think it plays a part in this interaction. So she's got a 14 to beat. Let's roll it up, see what we have. Go Ooh, I see a hitch, and I also see that I got a 13. All right, so... Opportunity, if anyone wants to buy that to step down uh, step down a stress, uh, Invicta will give you first shot at it if you would like, since it's your contest, oh, but if Invicta doesn't want it, all right. <laughs> I am I am taking that real quick. All right, so uh, spend that plot stress. point. Spend, yeah, you do. Spend that plot point uh, and step down either your afraid or your insecure uh, stresses. Uh, I'm going to drop down my insecure because that's okay. at a D10 currently. That feels right. All right. So you manage to give her pause uh, before she hits the button uh, and she finally says, look, <clears throat> you have to understand. We have never been able to make contact with these creatures. We didn't even know. They shouldn't be out here. They hurt my friend, they, they were, attacked. They were t stealing your water. But we don't know why. It could be that they don't understand exactly the relationship that the planet has with the asteroids. And as for your friend, she attacked first. Pardon me. Uh, you watch as the Grand Minister, thinking that you were still unconscious, sort of stiffens hearing your voice, not realizing that you were back in the game. So you would give the benefit of the doubt to the perpetrator rather than just try to understand my position. There is a long history of these creatures and I did not want to do this, uh, but if I have to, I have to. 
And before she has a chance to speak, uh, a klaxon, an alarm starts going off, and Bertrand says, I don't mean to interrupt, Grand Minister, but uh, the creature appears to be cutting its way through the blast doors and will be in the bridge, uh, likely within seconds. <sighs> the Grand Minister just, uh, yes, yes, Captain. <clears throat> I don't think your services are going to be required. And I'd like oh. to punch her in the face. <coughs> she will start to say, well, let me try. And then let's, uh, let's do a, uh, let's, let's, yeah. Well, you know what? I think, I don't think you need to roll. I don't think she's expecting it. She's kind of difficult to miss if I'm honest. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you do. Now, my only question is you punch her in the face with what desired effect? Just to like get her attention, get her to move? Are you trying to cold clock her and like get her knocked out? What you trying to do here? She's standing in the way of what we're trying to do and she's trying to play devil's advocate and the devil has mm -hmm. enough advocates. Therefore, I would like to bust her head to the proverbial white meat oh. and just knock <laughs> her on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think actually that is, that is, that's a totally fair goal. In that case, I think we should do a roll though. Uh, so let's hop to that uh, and just toss me a, a quick <laughs> down to the white meat pool uh, for this. It is a contest. She, I guess, in theory, we'll counter it, although probably not well, if I'm honest. Uh, so let's see what you put together for this pool. Let me clear this out. Uh, while we're putting this together, Eli, uh, Ikemba, uh, anything that we should know about that you two are doing now that Bertrand has announced that this thing is coming through and coming through soon? Uh, Eli is going to get shoulder and shoulder with uh, Invicta. Mm -hmm. um, Gathering that they're probably in a, in a preparatory, in a, in a prep stance or like a battle stance or some sort of fighting form, uh, they're gonna try and get shoulder to shoulder, it somewhat like feel some security from that, but also knowing that we're trying to communicate like let's let's go at this together, let's let's figure this out together. Love it, right. Kemba. Anything? <clears throat> Going to the other side of that shoulder to shoulder. Love that. Love that. All right, uh, Silent I'm a nine. Do it right or get out of my way. Fix. T tell me more. So, in my way of thinking, mm -hmm. do it right or get out of my way. You're standing in the way of me making a decision, and you're putting my crew in potential danger because you're being an idiot, and I can't tolerate that on my ship. Um, also, there is fix, because I would like to fix the fact that she really thinks a bitch should, when she really should not. <laughs> I would like to use power, because I, obviously. Yeah. a philosopher by the name of Kangiza West once said, no one man should have all that power, yeah. but I got it, so we're going to do it, because I'm not a man, I'm Montagene. Let's That's do it. it. That's it. I love it. All right, roll it up. Roll it up. You are initiating this contest. Let's see it. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, got a hitch. I am going to 
I'm gonna buy that off of you and just give you a D6 of uh, of exhausted stress. I'm not gonna up your injured, uh, but just gonna give you exhausted stress because it has been a day. You were brought back from the brink. It's been a day. All right, uh, eight is the number to beat. Let's see what we roll up for the Grand Minister. And I rolled up an eight. And remember, tie is not enough. I must exceed. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just haul off and knock her. And she already has been extremely stressed out. Uh, she is she is afraid. She is also, she's a little insecure because of everything going on here. Uh, she is exhausted. So that that is enough to probably not... For, for an extended period of time, but it's enough to get her out of the way and not talking no more. Uh, so you all can deal with things in your way. So Grand Minister is on the ground. The creature is cutting through these doors and about to come through at any moment. Uh, the station master uh, runs to the other end of the, of, the, uh, of the bridge and tries to sort of duck down uh, behind some of the consoles and get out of there. Bertrand looks like he doesn't know which way to go. Uh, so he doesn't hide but he is certainly standing back he is not a combatant uh, and you begin to see sparks and red glowing metal uh, as whatever this creature is using to cut through these blast doors uh, begins to make its way all the way to your side and it isn't long uh, before uh, there, uh, a whole side of the door has been cut and just swings, uh, not swings exactly, but sort of falls uh, into you all. Uh, and there standing before you is this, again, I won't do it again, uh, is this creature, this squid looking eight tentacled, six sort of shorter, what looked to be uh, uh, prehensile tentacles. And then these two very, uh, keep doing it like it's from my face it's not a it's not an ill it's not a mind flare uh these two long longer tentacles with these sort of horrible looking uh uh spiked ends these sort of diamond shaped spike ends the whole thing seems to be encased in some sort of a very thin transparent suit because you can just barely see a little layer of of liquid water maybe uh some sort of transparent liquid inside of the suit and this creature has these sort of thin looking things up the side of its long narrow body uh, and they are flashing colored lights red and orange and white uh, flashing up and down this uh, the the fins of this creature and you see in the creature's tentacles, you see implements that it used to cut through. You see what is unmistakably a sort of uh, uh, musalia common on uh, among you know musalian uh uh military outfits sort of uh blaster uh but then there are all kinds of other implements that this creature is holding in its tentacles as it sort of stands there uh staring at all of you what is happening in this moment you all i'm trying not to laugh externally because my brain just went to this looks like the ram in my machine because it's flashing it's like rgb lights there you go yes except <laughs> way scary i don't know i maybe maybe the ram is is being troublesome so maybe it's not way scarier i don't know um invicta i'm going to wager that none of us have seen this except our hothray friends uh yeah uh, well and and 
Uh, Bertrand and the station master don't seem to have any clue what this thing is. They are just frightened of it. It was the grand minister who seemed to have some knowledge of what it was. Um, so Invicta's just like, she's just reaching back like, I guess that's what we're doing. All right. <laughs> and waiting to see if this thing either attacks or speaks or or whatever, but she's ready to go if that's what that's what it is. Uh, yeah, so it stands there motionless for a moment, uh, looking, you know, scary as all hell, but it's not immediately lunging to attack. Ayla and Akemba and Sila, anything we should know about? Uh, no, it's all right. I, I'm just trying to follow uh, Invicta, so um, whatever, like, however they're attacking, I'm trying to support that. If, 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 uh-huh. Uh, Depending on how they maneuver, I'm I'm just trying to either distract or faint or um, try and go towards a, a weak point or something like that. F e i n t, not f a i n t. I don't I don't know. Sorry, English language not my first. So. No, no, no. You were a lot of mimicry. You used it absolutely correctly. In my brain, I heard f a i n t, which oh, is pretty, you okay. did you did everything correct. I was wrong, uh, and it was very funny because you said something about fainting, and I was like. Wait, what? No. Uh, I love it. Uh, Ikemba, Captain Sila, anything? Oh, yes. As Captain Sila takes in her surroundings after being passed out, waking up, being annoyed, becoming responsive to current situations, she starts to wonder if maybe she should have got more information before she knocked out the Grand Minister. <laughs> but there's no time to think about what should have been. So she has to carry on with what is. And she's going to try and get the crew to leave the bridge. Okay. Like just to kind of get away from where this creature is coming in so they can come up with a plan as long as they have more time to just break away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be actively sort of pursuing you all. So if people want to move away, that's totally fine. I will tell you in these moments, in these first few moments of consideration of the creature, uh, you just see it standing there sort of swaying almost as if in some sort of current that isn't there, uh, sort of swaying on its tentacles. It uses uh, it uses sort of the longer ones. They sort of bend partway down and they're almost like legs sort of, but they're keeping it upright for the moment anyway. Uh, and it it's just there, seemingly ready, those red and light, red and, and yellow and orange lights flashing. I do have one issue. When coming back, my impulsivity is broken. Uh oh. So there are some not so prepared responses. Oh. I can't just- wait. Interesting. I can't wait. Uh, Oh dear. Uh, All right, so Captain Silent 919 is is encouraging you all to perhaps tactically retreat to regroup some. Uh, Invicta is ready to to slice and dice if necessary. Uh, And Eli and Akemba are ready to support whichever decision ends up being the the final one in this moment. So what are we doing, y'all? Again, this thing is just standing there. Do any of us have pistols or like kind of laser weapons? 
I think it's totally reasonable that there would be some very simple sort of blasters uh, on board the Wistful Wish for, for you know, for security. This is a cargo ship that goes out. So yeah, I think there would be some very simple blasters at easy reach if you wanted there to be. Uh, if you want, so uh, you all can use them. Uh, again, if you want them to be mechanically significant for you all in a role, you'll have to spend a plot point to make it an asset for this scene. Uh, but. But yeah, flavor-wise, we can absolutely say, absolutely say that you all have access to blasters. Um, I look at the others. Do we tactically retreat or do we attack? Have we spoken to it yet? Have we attempted that? I don't speak Splorch. Neither do I, but... Um, we can at least understand why it's trying to attack us. That could be better than nothing. We're also on the bridge. If we retreat <laughs> off the bridge, we're giving this entity control over our whole ship, which might not turn out well for us if it is indeed hostile. So um, I don't know whether we should... I don't know if retreating... Um, away from the bridge might be best unless we can guarantee that it would come off the bridge with us. Mm. Looks up this creature. What do you want with us? Um, you can see Ikemba that it its body turns slightly towards you when you begin addressing it. Uh, and you watch as uh, as it sort of uh, begins to sort of undulate and sway a little bit closer to you very, very slowly. And some of the lights uh, on its on its side fins uh, sort of flash other colors other than the sort of angry red and orange that you saw before uh, very briefly, uh, but it doesn't say anything back to you. Do you understand me? Uh, again, some flashes, no verbal response. I, I don't the opinion that it understands think. us. <laughs> and like, it's, it, it did. Lart? Flaff? Um, trying to, trying to find the right combination of laugh and fart, uh, over mm -hmm. the intercom mm -hmm. before. So I feel like it understands us fine. And Akimba notes that. Okay. And he is still very pissed off. Mm -hmm. And he kind of looks at the other two and is just, and I'm trying very hard to not let my anger take control of me. I Perhaps it should. Working. And he's just like clenching his fists. Ready. And Victor looks at him. Sometimes you have to let the anger out, though. I fear the things that I've done when I have. And he's just if like it's... glaring, like not glaring at her, just like livid and trying so hard to stay calm. Mm. Well, we'll know soon whether or not you should let that anger out. Because I've not forgotten it assaulted Sila. 
and hurt her. That is part of the reason I am so upset. And Kimmy just looks. And he's just and trying to not move. No, no, so please hard. go ahead. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to not move. And he's just like staring at it. Just livid. Like uncontro- like almost uncontrollably. He's still keeping it under, under wraps, but mm-hmm. not very far off from becoming a problem. And this thing is still just standing there. Um, the only reason I would suggest, I'm sorry, you were saying a thing. Well, I I want to look at it. Can you speak any of our languages? Mansagene, Musalian, or Hyenol? As you clearly begin to address it, Invicta, it it turns its body sort of over to to face you, uh, and the same thing happens. Uh, some other colors uh, flash, but no verbal response. I don't speak Simon says, so I don't know what we're doing. Does does I like pick up on anything that it's trying to communicate, like? Oh, interesting. I noticed that Invicta didn't say anything about the Missagi, and there's there's nothing that says like Missagi have a way about communicating in one way or the other. But uh-huh. um, I would imagine that there's probably some sort of other like frequency or some sort of other kind of nonverbal that. Mm-hmm. Mr. I might be able to communicate with, um, and I is, is does anything that the 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 creature doing at least seem to convey even just a very vague sense of what it's doing? Not like detail, but is, right. is, am I picking up on anything? Totally, totally. Um, not immediately, but if you want to sort of. Um, delve into those sort of undefined spaces of your mind, both as a misogyne and frankly as a light bringer. Uh, uh, those sort of, those things that are more uh, not, uh, indescribable sense than hearing or thinking or speaking. Uh, I, would, I would be cool with that. It, it's gonna, you're gonna run a risk. Uh, so we will do a test for it, uh, but we, you can have, I would, belo- of, of the four of you, I would buy that you might have Maybe, I will say it will be difficult, but you maybe will have a, a possibility of gleaning something. Mm, this is, yes, I'll do it. <laughs> me personally, would it like me being the player? No, but this is, this makes sense to do. So okay. I'm, I'm doing it. All right. So I uh, am going to, uh, this is a test. So I'm going to set a difficulty roll and do that. You can put together whatever dice pool you want, but I'm going to want you to include that D4 insecure stress that you've got. That'll clear that stress, but we're going to add that D4 into your current dice pool to do it. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, Well, Michael's Uh, doing that quick question. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Um, Because I didn't include Misajax. I figured Misajax and Musalians probably spoke the same common language since they're the same up to a certain point. 
Oh, they almost certainly do. And I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but I think his point was that there might also be another level once they have communed with their, uh, okay. with their symbiote. But yeah, in terms of like normal common spoken language, it would be whatever whatever culture they originally came from, uh, the, the okay. host body originally came from, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe there isn't, I don't, we're going to find out when we do this role. Maybe there isn't another secret language of the Misenchai. <laughs> or maybe we could just write that in, who knows? Or yeah, right. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm liking this Misenchai. So we're using that influence. Yes, absolutely. Trying to get something from the other person. Uh, tell me about balance. I love that. Tell me about it. Uh, I lied. They're using the what we found from the last backstory of trying to communicate between two two not factions but two bodies bodies being the ship's crew and this entity itself of being the mediator and albeit they really don't want to and they feel like it this could be dangerous mm. it, they're they're we're giving it like a, another chance like the last chance but i like in some ways knows that there's some danger to doing this, mm -hmm. um, but they're trying to, this is something that, that, you know, that they don't want to do, Yeah. but it's something that they feel like they, they should, or they must in a sense of, this is what I was known for. This is how I brought the, the community together back at home. And this is something that I, in, in a sense, like promised that I would do. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, that's really after great. After I left. Um, so, you know, I'm doing it, but it's not out of, uh, yeah, not out of the best the personal place. desire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Well, let's see how, just how tough it's going to be. I like this pool. You've got that D4 in there for the last bit of that little stress. I love, oh, <laughs> I haven't rolled yet, but here we go. That's uh, well, I got a 22. Oh, yeah. So right, let's see, see what happens. That's your difficulty to beat. Uh, I don't even what this is. No, well, you <laughs> can spend even work so out. It like doesn't the, unless you spend a plot point to add a third die into your total, which you can do. But then, like, I'm just I'm open for all the hitches. Um, one second here. Let me let me do some quick, quick maths over here. Um, <laughs> ten, is it's the, a 28, so I would have to add another one just to even make it. We're going to do yeah. it. All right, knew, here we go. They knew it was going to be risky, and so like... That's right, just, that's right, they did. We're going full they risky. Um, so how Dive do I... deep into the subconscious. Yes, how are we, how are we adding another dice to this? So uh, you should roll it up point? first, because you'll only, yeah. like, once you've seen your rolls, you can choose yeah. to, to do other stuff with it. So let's see what you get on your dice first. See you later, folks. <laughs> Okay, okay, that could have been way worse. You're not gonna make it, but that could have been way worse. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we do have a hitch. Your insecure stress is cleared, uh, but actually I'm gonna give it back to you at a D6 uh, yeah. because you're trying to connect with someone and that's always been your thing and you aren't able to. Uh, so we're gonna bring that insecure back to a D6. You do get another plot point. Uh, so you're rolling in them tonight, uh, but unfortunately, trying to get down on that sort of subconscious level with this thing. It is so alien to you, to all of you, uh, that you just can't figure out what it is that it's trying to, if it's trying to, if it's trying to communicate and if so, what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I just look at uh, the 
rest of the crew. <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not picking up uh, on anything that uh, this is trying to communicate. Um, and and I think in this standpoint, like I have driven myself to do this uh, so much so that I have a headache from trying to really sure. pull more resources in than I probably should have. Sure. Sure. Um, as you all, as Eli relays to you all, you're like, I, you know, I can't get anything off of it. You watch as the orange and red lights sort of change for a moment, all of them, not just, uh, you know, some of them uh, as as some of you are, are addressing the creature, uh, they all sort of begin to change and just rapidly cycle through colors and brightnesses and intensities, uh, rapidly cycling through and it lasts for a few seconds, maybe five seconds of this like wild light show. Uh, and then as soon as the light show is done, uh, it does this thing where it sort of bends the two long tentacles that it's standing on and sort of bounces, jumps up into the air and swings the ends of those tentacles in front of it now instead of behind. And you can see again, these horrible diamond things on the end of uh, of these long tentacles and it is clearly in a more aggressive stance right now and I'm before anything happens uh, I do want to let uh, uh, I do want to let you all know that the uh, station master has started screaming just so you all are aware um, which of course Hathoray and screams is sort of ah so that's coming from the other side uh, of, of the bridge. Um, um, is it, it, are they screaming out of fear or screaming because they're being attacked? No, screaming out of absolute terror and fear. You can hear him trying to like get even lower down. <laughs> to be honest, the, 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 the bridge is Hathoray size, but he still was not doing a very good job of, uh, a very good job of hiding behind consoles and such. So he's not taking this well. What are you all doing? Uh, when he sees it, so he just kind of... He's ready. He gets in a pose. Right. Ready for it. Uh, uh, are, my, are any of you... Go, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Invicta. My blade is out. Like, oh, that's what we're doing. I... Yep. Uh, and same with Eli, we're getting in a stance where um, the leverage of their their spear, if the thing was to launch at them, they're, they'll be able to just kind of lean back and and let it, you know, essentially puncture itself. So we're also in getting in, or I'm also getting in battle stance. Right. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, so uh, something is about to happen and we're about to find out in just a minute. But before we do that, I do want to uh, let folks know just a little bit of a content warning going forward. To be honest, I should have done this last week as well, but I didn't know what sound was going to come out of my mouth until it happened. So apologies. Uh, I'm going to try and keep the horrible mouth noises to a minimum, but a few things that may come up in this next uh, interaction that I want you all to know about. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, teeth, uh, so that's a thing that's uh, maybe going to happen. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of sort of uh, vivid descriptions and gore, most likely. Uh, and I will try and keep the gross sounds to a minimum and let you all know before they happen. Uh, but do feel, you know, take care of yourselves. Uh, these creatures are absolutely terrifying. And I don't want to shortchange that. But I also don't want, uh, you know, anyone to uh, be unduly uncomfortable here uh, while you're hanging out and watching us play games. So that said, is anyone taking the first 
action, the initiative, not capital I game mechanic, but you know, is anyone sort of stepping up and doing the thing? Are you going to let this creature sort of decide if and when to instigate? I would like to stand up and just walk towards the creature. And I'd like for seven curls to come out and they're all going to be electrified. On the oh, oh, oh. Ooh, I like that. All right. And then you're going for it. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And I'm going to not go as close as I did last time or attempt to go that far, but I'm going to aim for whatever tentacles are closest to me and potentially if I can reach the chest. If you can reach, oh, its chest? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, this is another contest because it is in fact going to oppose you shocking it with seven curls of hair oddly enough. Uh, so let's toss together these dice pools. Where are my stats for these creatures? Here we go. All right. Uh, so while I put this creature's pool together, uh, Silo, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're up to in your pool? Oh, here we go. Yes. So I'm going to go, obviously, with not weaponized braids at this moment, but with weaponized curls which is the same thing but shorter and I'm going to go with ooh because of the fact that she's acting impulsively and not charging her computer because it's about to die she is going to use untrained okay all right so you're gonna to toss that d4 in love that mm-hmm. love that for you i um, love that for you so does this creature i gotta tell you but she also has a knowledge of all of the things that her hair is capable of that's right so that's I right i'm going to hope that that helps her in this impulsive action of using the electricity on the beast, kill the beast. Oh, I mean, I can see. Um, yeah, that's the one. God, that's just everything. I love it. Okay, uh, great. We got knowledge. We got the skill. We got your signature asset. Did you want to add a distinction? Uh, either mm-hmm. uh, Monskene or get it right or do, uh, do it right or get out of my way or bio priest. No is okay. I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to go with Priest in the hopes okay. that there's some coded method to this madness. I love it. I love it. Okay. Do you um, roll first or do I roll first? Uh, you are initiating, so you will roll first on this one. All right, let's see. Okay, a respectable first roll, no hitches. We got a seven there with a D8 effect die. I love that. Let's roll mine up and see how we do. What, oh, did I add your stress in? No, I'm gonna say, ooh, yeah, let's grab this one for now. No, sir, don't like it. <laughs> All right, let's see how that goes. The game is just like, ooh, not cool. Okay, mm. so... 
that I beat that seven with a 19. No opportunities on my end. Would you like to continue to push uh, this, to press your luck to continue this complica- uh, this contest? You can choose to give in. You'll get a plot point uh, and, and you will get some uh, narrative license in describing how Sila does not do what she wants to do, or you can press that luck and keep on rolling. I would like to press my luck. All right, do it, do it. Now, unless you, uh, unless we spend some plot points for talents, which I don't have in my brain right now, you're gonna use the same dice pool that you did last time for this one. Y'all, I'm very nervous. Oh, oh, Sila. Okay, whoo. May I please say something to Tanya? Absolutely, May. While I figure this out. Toss a coin to your hitcher. Oh no, no, no! How bad was it? How bad was it? Because my screen's not up. Oh, (laughs) okay. So silent 919, you send these braids out with electric shocks, which makes a ton of sense uh, because, you know, you can see the liquid encased in this thing. This is obviously, uh, well, maybe not an aquatic creature because you in space, but some sort of creature that has descended from, uh, that has descended from aquatic creatures maybe, uh, but your braids go out and slam into this thing and they just meet whatever this protective casing is, is insulated, so not affected by electricity and hard as diamond. Your braids just slam into it and sort of crunch as they try to uh, to break through and, and get to the creature beneath. So. Not braids. Oh, I'm sorry, not braids, curls, 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 curls. Uh, Which bounce back. They have a retractability (laughs) factor. So Uh let's please be my, they they have a retractability factor because they're not the same as braids. They have a very different consistency. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely smooth, he says. Yes, absolutely. Um, So while that's happening. Yeah, please go ahead. Kemba's just kind of around to like just prepare it a flank just in case this thing decides to do something stupid <laughs> i can't imagine what you mean by that what could it possibly do Ooh. so basically what you all see is you see sila's uh sila's curls go out bounce off of this thing and sort of uh, you know it, it, they're they're a little messed up for the moment uh and this creature uh you know bats them away they're sort of hanging limply there bats them away as they retract back to sila and takes its uh excuse me takes its uh uh one of the longer tentacles and you see now that the barbs on the barbs on the end of this tentacle are not just barbs, they are in fact teeth that sort of all uh, are pointed inward towards a central mouth in the end of this thing's tentacle. And you watch as it uses one tentacle to bat away Captain Sila 919's curls and the other one, it orients on Captain Sila and it spits, fires from this little orifice in the center of the face of its tentacle, this, this packet. It almost, it's a Tide Pod, y'all. It's poison, it's bad. Uh, It sends this little green packet 
flying up to uh, Captain Silo 919 and the packet hits her square in the face and bursts. And you see this green goo begin to smoke and pop and get inside of the nooks and crannies uh, of Sila's, of Sila's uh, cranium uh, and Captain Sila 919. So uh, the creature won the contest, which means that it does stress equal to its effect die to you. Uh, so it's going to do a d10 of stress and I am going to buy, how many, how many plot points do you have, Sila? Is it, is it one? I'm seeing one. Do you have more than that? I can't remember. I just want to be sure before I. Uh, nope, just one. Okay, so in that case, I am gonna go ahead and buy two of those off of you. And here's what I'm gonna do with them. So I'm Sil What's that? Oh, buy two of the hitches. I was like, wait a minute. So you're gonna buy my, take my plot points? Then I'm oh, negative. no, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, buy your hitches. One. <laughs> buy two of your hitches and I'm gonna give you two plot points because I'm actually gonna step up two different stresses. So what happens is this gel packet gets all up in Sila's circuitry uh, and you have both, I'm gonna step up, I'm gonna use one of those hitches to step up your injured back to a D12, but you're not taken out because it's not above a D12. But then I am also going to give you a D10 of corrupted stress. And then I'm going to buy that second hitch to step that up to a D12 as well. So whatever was in that packet, obviously, you know, got into your circuits and it's a liquid, which is not great in the first place, but then there is also something else to it. Uh, okay, that is obviously That's not, not the end of the fight. Captain, uh, right? Captain Silent 919 has not been taken out. Is anyone else going to, we are now out of that contest. Is anyone else acting? I am going to actually take my Aventura blade and go for what I, just go to cut off that tentacle to just spit whatever that was out. Cause that no. Makes no. perfect sense. To, <laughs> Cause uh, that makes perfect sense to me. All right. So uh, tell me, uh, you're, this is another contest that you are initiating. Uh, so you get to, uh, you get to roll first, which is the good position to be in, I must say. So uh, you tell me about the pool that you're putting together while I put together this creature's pool. Uh, I am... I am using Blade Keeper Distinction, which I know I stepped up, Absolutely. but one day these Absolutely. will one day these will save our step ups and step downs. <laughs> well, you know, um, gotta love the beta. Yes, and Oops. because I'm using my Aventura Blade, I picked up uh, my signature asset, Absolutely. which is a D6. Absolutely. And I believe Knowledge was stepped up to a 12. I don't 100% remember. Uh, knowledge or no, I don't remember. Uh, let's go. The with... fact that those are two different things confuses me consistently. So, <laughs> well, no is very specific, and this is a skill. And because I know how to wield the blade, that's why I picked it. Ah, uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. Versus fix, and I'm not untrained. So, and because I'm using my signature asset instead of just my regular blade, I threw that d6 in. I just Great. feel like one of these got stepped up to a 12, and I'm not remembering. I'm staring at this screen and I'm like, why are your roles not populating? Because I'm not on your character. Uh, okay, also, I'm great. Role jet. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I can usually see when you all are building the dice pool as well. And I can uh, see it. Uh, okay, but I see it now. Yes, Blakekeeper Knowledge, weapons. Great, love it. Roll it all up. All right, let's Roll see that what happens. Footage. 
my dice just keep leaving this page. <laughs> they, they're like, no, we are not. This thing is horrifying. We are not into it tonight. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean. <laughs> All right. It took a, I took a sec last time, but uh, it did eventually pop up. So I guess they got to just spin and I roll. Need, I, I wish I had better tone. I would totally do the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> just in a, a, a not a legally distinct version of the Jeopardy theme so you don't get DMCA'd. There right, it is. Absolutely. Ooh, how you Ooh, doing? It's a good one. Look at that 17 D10 effect die. Looking good. Invicta. All right, let's roll up our creatures pool and see how it does. Ooh, we rolled an opportunity and my total is a 14. So it does not succeed. Uh, Invicta, would you like to buy that opportunity before I give the other players a chance at it? Actually, no, I'm going to give that to Sila. Okay, Sila, would you like to uh, buy this hitch or this opportunity to step down one of your uh, stresses? No. <laughs> she okay. loves the narrative, y'all. Uh, okay, Eli or Akemba, either of you like it? No, I think oh. Akemba likes being angry right now. <laughs> okay, so Invicta, if you want to use it, great. Otherwise, you could just leave I'm, it alone. I'm going to use it then. Oh, you know what else you can do, Invicta? If you're okay with your stress, you can also spend a plot point to buy this hitch and step up your signature asset to a D8 for the rest of the scene if you would like Let's to do, do that it. instead. Okay. All right, so go ahead Let's and spend the it. plot point and your Aventera dagger is now a D8 for the scene. Okay. Um, what is the, why? What is it? Maybe this is, maybe this is something that we talked about all those episodes ago. Whatever is special about this blade suddenly has happened and kicked into gear. So Invicta, tell us what it is narratively that the blade becoming more powerful or more useful or more convenient is. Um. She's thinking back actually to when she got the blade from her mentor mm. and about the naming moment and mm. holding that blade in the first the first time as hers. Mm. And in that moment, that fury and that anger over her friends, not just crewmates, not just people she went on a job with, but people have become her friends being harmed gives her that anger, that strength she needs to plunge this Aventara dagger right through this thing's armor because it is like legally distinct vibranium. It is harder than <laughs> everything else. <laughs> it can crack this thing's armor. And it's like, no, no, you, whatever you're spitting out, we're not having this. Those tentacles gotta go. Yeah. Uh, great. Okay, what was your effect die? Was a D10? And mine, Correct. I believe, was a D8. And then my uh, my asset got stepped up to a D8. Right, excellent. Okay, I bought your so uh, you, it sounds like we want to go with injured stress, which absolutely I am all about. Your effect die was a D10. The creature's was smaller, which means that we apply your effect die as stress to the creature. And it sounds like we're going with injured stress. Uh, oh, so absolutely. Uh, GMC's uh, uh, 
game master characters is what that uh, is, basically NPCs, work largely like player characters in terms of stress. Uh, so you have added a significant amount of stress to this creature, not enough to take it out uh, right off the bat, but it is doing not so good. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I think that is great. Uh, uh, the great flavor that that particular tentacle that spat out the Tide Pod uh, is severed uh, and sort of lying on the ground. And you can see for a moment, the liquid that was in there sort of pours out, but very quickly, uh, the suit itself sort of forms a seal uh, and, and seals up, but it is down one long tentacle. It's a little off balance now. Uh, this is a situation. Uh, is there anyone else who would like to act? Sila, uh, Captain Silent 919 and Invicta, you can continue instigating uh, 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 contests if you want. This is a, you know, sort of a, interestingly, a sort of four-way fight, uh, but who wants to, to act next? I would um, like to talk to it. <laughs> okay, Eli, what was your uh, what was your um? And then we'll go. We'll come back. Uh, I'm gonna let Captain Sila nine one one nine one nine talk to it because oh, okay, yeah. All right, so Sila nine one nine, let's get in on this convo. Are you sure, Eli? Is there an, an action you want to hit it gonna... with the high? I was gonna attack it, but like, no. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk to it, there's no point. In and there's it, so. always a point, though. A point, get it? Nice. Uh, my friend wants to attack you. <laughs> I'm willing to be merciful. Mm -hmm. What do you want? Uh. You see this creature once again, now that it's uh, been pretty seriously injured, has sort of, not retreated, but sunk back into that sort of passive, uh, passive stance. And it is oriented on you, Captain Sila 919. But as you ask it, once again, it begins to flash all of those lights up and down it as soon as you finish your question. Uh, and that is the only sort of response that you get. So are these lights translatable or is this just like, is this his way of speaking or, cause I would think that I'd know quite a few languages. And even if it's a transmission through lights, one would think that I could understand it. Yeah, I mean, it is, uh, uh, Yes to a lot of your questions, uh, but it's not, it is not a language, uh, language right method of communication that is that is recorded anywhere so it is not something not only is this creature something that you all just haven't encountered but the knowledge of its method of communication is not something that any known scholar or writing addresses now if you want to take a moment to try and like look at it as maybe sort of a code. Maybe this is a bio-priest thing, maybe it's a Monsagani thing. We could certainly try. As with Eyelight, it will be difficult and require a test. Uh, but I, I sure, I could definitely buy that the sort of code idea is something that Sila 919 might be able to decode at least somewhat. Let's do that thing. All right, uh, so toss together that pool. I'm gonna put the same pool together that I had for Eli, which was this. Uh, I'm gonna so, add a D6 like to... to it for your exhausted. All right, so what are you putting together for this one? 
So first of all, I'd like to talk to it and say, I understand that electricity is not the proper way to begin a conversation, <laughs> but my hair was pulled and I had no choice but to react in kind. So I would like to use BioPriest to try to understand. Uh-huh. Yep. I like that. I like the idea of that. Let's use notice to see if I can understand what the lights mean. Okay, great. If there's any rhyme or reason to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like and that. I like that. I am going to use knowledge. Yep. I buy that. Oh, I don't know if it's Ooh. too early for this, but okay. uh -oh. I would like to use my lie detector monocle to make sure that the information oh. that I am receiving is true. But I would wonder if, ooh, if using that, it would be, ooh, do you know what I'm saying? I do. I think, I think, I think you, if you want to toss in a, that asset, a D6 asset for that right now, I am fine with that. I think that the lie detector monocle might be able to pick up on some patterns because that's generally what it does anyway. So it might indicate some patterns to you. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine with that. Uh, yes, there it is. Anything else before you roll that, uh, before I roll up your difficulty? I just want to say I feel so heard because you understood my little Oh, I understood that exactly. I, just I feel which, so yeah. heard. <laughs> I'm totally with Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All um, right. You all set? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna roll it. Here is your difficulty to beat. This time is a 17. It's a little easier than Eli's was. Not a lot, but a little. Darn you. Yeah, it's a good roll. The dice clearly want to keep this part of these creatures a mystery. All right, well, no hitches is the good news, but unfortunately a 14 isn't going to be enough to beat it. So there are, I will say, Sila uh, and, and Isla, I think you would know this too in some way, that this does seem to be some sort of communication for sure. But beyond that, it's, again, it's so alien, it's so strange, it's so different than any other communication methods that you all have ever experienced that in this high adrenaline, high octane moment, neither of you is able to really decipher it. In the moment after, you know, so Sila takes a moment, brings down the monocle, has a look at the creature, just can't get a read off of it. Bertrand speaks up from back at some of the consoles at the bridge and just says, I think I know why it is reticent to be in uh, to initiate hostilities. Uh, you mind telling us more? Well, I think it might be waiting on reinforcements. And Bertrand points to the sensor array where there is something large moving towards the wistful wish, and we will find out what it is after the break. Thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. We are going to take a quick break. We had a bit of a break earlier with the uh, with the technical issues, but we do still need uh, our time to get a bio and get some libations and some hydration. And you all should do the same. We will be back as quick as we can, uh, but we do want to take this break. Uh, so stick around, take care of yourselves, do what you need to do. Don't go anywhere. Enjoy some of the art that we put up uh, on the Be Right Back screen. And we will, in fact, be right back.
Hello, welcome back everybody. Thank you all so much for hanging out. We are back. We are on the Wistful Wish out in space somewhere beyond the planet of Hathare and its adjacent moon. Uh, we are <laughs> engaged in a sort of uh, <laughs> touch and go uh, combat-ish encounter with uh, this creature that has come aboard the ship uh, and it's not going great. Could be worse, could be better. Uh, so the last thing we saw was that Captain Silo 919 attempted to decode the lights, the colored lights on the sides of this creature that keep lighting up that she and Eli have, have managed to discern is some sort of communication, but that's as far as they got as they were going to decide what to do about this uh, confirmation of understanding and communication, Bertrand uh, chimed in that he believes that this creature is waiting for reinforcements and pointed to the sensor array where a much larger version, uh, where a much larger uh, thing is moving towards the Wistful Wish somewhat rapidly. And as you all look at the sensor array, you can sort of see its basic shape on the array looks to be much like the ships that you saw on the moon, but much bigger and with a lot more tentacles. And as you watch a few smaller vehicle, a few smaller ships uh, identical to the ones that you encountered so far break off of the larger ship uh, and become and begin to head your way. This creature is still standing there sort of cradling its severed tentacle trying to keep its balance because uh, that was one of its primary sort of balance tentacles, uh, but not attacking you all at the moment. What are you doing? Um, I look at Akimba. I think now may be a good time to let that anchor out. <laughs> True. And I guess there's no more holding it. And he just like braces himself. He kind of glances at the captain and says, Captain, if you find yourself considering those lights and trying to translate them once more. I can offer assistance. It may prove frustrating afterwards though. I, I'm not sure of the side effects, but it might be helpful. And then he just kind of looks back at the thing and says, mm -hmm. You've been stalling. <laughs> know why I like this. He just kind of looks up and bursts into a full sprint. All right, Akemba. All right, let's let's do it up. Absolutely, it's much like the the space legally distinct smash. Just like boosts. Yep. Like straight at <laughs> the thing. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, again, contest, again, you are initiating. Uh, so let's toss that together and you will roll first. Let's see, I got this and I got this and I got that and I got that. And then what do you have? Uh, we are gonna grab one of your D8s of stress and toss that on in. <clears throat> I thought I was out of stress, d Oh, I'm sorry, I was looking at Invicta instead oh, of a Kemba. Okay, you are out of stress. Nope, 
You're right. Angry. It's a D6. Yep, D6 angry. Let's get that in here. I was very confused. I was like, wait. No, no, you're right. I was looking at Invicta. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I'm angry too, but I mean, look, everybody angry. Big All right. Uh, what you got here? So fire bio, priest, absolutely. Yep, definitely. Um he's frustrated, but he's okay. also trying to survive. So he's going with survive. Okay, and, so um, being a little careful and cautious and observant. I like it. Yes. And uh from what he's seen, he's good at putting things together. He's making uh-huh. some educated guesses uh about where he could attack so he's gonna go with knowledge great i love that excellent and i think that's it i don't have any extra joyous things to now this thing is injured and it has a d10 of injured stress so if you would like to use that you absolutely can you can add a d10 to your dice pool well uh, because of that stress not even a question of course done easy game i just want to say before we roll this up i think it is fascinating and a testament to y'all's role playing that at no point in any of the fights that we have had have you used glory as your core (laughs) virtue for your like fight dice pools i think that's very interesting and says a lot about y'all's characters anyway all right uh ikemba you are instigating the comm test so you roll it up first Ooh, that's nice. Do you want it? Uh, oh no, you've got a D, you've got the biggest uh, the biggest die you can in your effect die, and an eighteen result. Very nice. Gonna roll against it. Let's see what happens. Ooh, no, that is not gonna do it. No hitches. But I've got a twelve. This always happens after break. Whatever I've been rolling, it flips after the break. So clearly, we just need to break in you know the first half hour next week. Uh, so uh, tell us what this now. The, let me look, let me look. So the effect dice are the same. So I'll deal with that in a minute. Ikemba, describe what it is that you accomplish here. Ikemba uses his momentum, kind of like bounds over it, mm-hmm. to the wall right behind it, mm-hmm. and then boosts straight at it, understanding that the tentacles are around the front. Yeah. So it doesn't have as much of a defense that is back here. And also it's still cradling that injured tentacle that it was trying to act like was the illest one, but also being weary that since it has ridiculous amount of tentacles, I don't remember the scene, hearing the specific amount of tentacles. Is that something that we've been able to glean yet? Yeah. Not? So I think including the two extra long ones, it has eight. Well, I guess seven and a half now. <laughs> You're welcome. So appreciate <laughs> you. So uh, he is aiming for what seems to be its uh, head. Okay. And diving in at it. Uh, With and like a mean punch, see. like a mean, like diving Superman punch. Yeah, absolutely. And and you just you you get it right in the back of of we'll say the top half of its long body that sort of looks like it's probably the head. And this thing already a little off balance because it's having to use one of its arm tentacles to sort of hold it up and steady, not expecting you to leap over it and come from behind. You smash into it. It just 
well, again, face plants, whatever, it goes down on its front side that is facing the rest of your crew. You are on top of it and uh, our effect dies match, which means that I step yours down once and then I apply it. That is still a D8 and this thing already has a D10 of injured stress. I assume you are in fact trying to injure it and not, oh, guaranteed. I don't know, offend it in some mental uh, way. <laughs> while uh, Ikemba's principle of everything is life is logical uh -huh. he realizes that this thing seems to have no issues harming people even though it's mm -hmm. yes he's noticed that it only attacks when it's attacked but it is also starving an entire planet it's part of a whatever group that is starving an entire planet of water which mm -hmm. doesn't help ikemba at all because he's already angry that it's injuring his friends he's already yeah. angry that they're stealing all the water and then this now he's he's embracing his anger yeah and embrace it you do as you slam this thing to the ground and just completely shatter destroy whatever the suit that it is in liquid spills out the thing flails and flips but you have got it from behind you've got its one good uh uh leg tentacle thing pinned uh it can't quite get around behind you and you have taken this creature out of the scene uh with the additional stress that you have done with this the creature is out for the count uh probably if it is still alive it is not going to last very much longer uh and bertrand lets out a uh, and then realizes that the sensors indicate that there are other problems. But for the moment, this problem has been dealt with. What's next, y'all? Oh looks up and is like, there is another ship. Either we need to leave immediately, or we will have many more problems on our hands. <laughs> He's What's the likely, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, I got a spare if we need it. Um, you might take it. <laughs> I like you can't have my Aventura, but you might be able to borrow the other one. Um, I actually look at Eli and Captain Silent 919. Probability of us surviving an attack against that thing. Uh, well, I think, sorry, you were talking to Silent Number Nine and who? An ally. And oh, an ally. Oh, then I don't have any opinions. <laughs> I mean, if Bartram wants to chime in, because he'd probably know more than all of us. Well, but... he. <laughs> For what it's worth, Bertrand doesn't really know a ton more than you. Uh, and he is mostly concerned with, like, of course, all of your well-being, but also the, uh, the uh, what do we call it? The stability of the ship itself. Uh, not only because it is his baby, but also because it is your way home. Um, how many ships did we see coming to us on the sensor? Was it like a whole fleet of ships or was it? Not yet. No, you saw the big one and you saw, you can see on the sensors, you can see that there are th uh, two, three more of the smaller ships. Uh, that you recognize headed your way. Mm. Um, in a fair fight, I don't think we would possibly win in that circumstance. We have to find something that we can use to our advantage, but also we can't just leave because the Hatharaeans 
what are the Hawthorians to do if um, there's no one to protect them uh, or if we can't usher these things away? Well, our ship is damaged. So where are we going if we leave? Can we make our way back to Hawthorne? Or do we take our chances and try to hold our ground? As much as I hate to say it, I think holding our ground will get us blown out of space because that ship is probably three, four, six times the size of ours. Yeah, the big one is big. And the Wistful Wish is big, but the big one is big. So our best bet right now is to contact the Hawthorans and let them know that we're coming in very quickly and see if they can mount up some sort of defenses. And I look at Bertrand as I say this to see if like I, I kind of let the defenses part trail to look at Bertrand to see if he responds like, do the Hawthorians have defenses or are they just uh they do. They have some <clears throat> excuse me, they have some basic uh, sort of defense systems on the planet. I, they're mostly automated, to be honest with y'all, because this—that's not really the Hathorean thing. Uh, th- there are, you know, some some knowledgeable engineers that can can run the protocols and stuff. Uh, but they they do have some some protection on on the surface. Um, you know, a a giant squadron fleet of these things. Ooh, who knows? But uh, you know, if it's just two or three, the big one looks like you know. If it wants to come down into the atmosphere, it's going to have a lot of troubles on its own anyway. The little ones, if it's really just two or three of them, probably the Hawthorne planetary defenses can handle it, maybe, hopefully, probably. I say that we get in contact, try to retreat as quickly as possible. It's better to live and fight another day than die for a point is the ambassador in the, on the bridge with him right now still uh yes the uh the grand minister yes still still on the bridge still out cold damn it um, wants to wake her up because she knows yeah. something that she's not telling us other than like we've been trying to make contact with him so he's just kind of livid but looking around is like I feel like she knows something. And she's like like glaring at her like hard, staring daggers like she knows something, <laughs> but she will not tell it to us. If we head towards Hathray with the size of that ship, do they have defenses enough to defend from it, Bertrand? Do you know any of this? Uh, well, I... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I, uh, if we're concerned about the the, the much larger ship, uh, I, I, f- for what it's worth, uh, uh, bringing the wistful wish into atmosphere is is quite a, a feat. Its mass is sizable. To bring something of that size in uh, and get it to do much of anything except end up, you know, crashing into the surface and sort of obliterating itself and everything around it, uh, I, I, I. I think we don't have to worry about that. 
Uh, it's the little ones that may be able to make it to the surface. And so long as, as there are only a few of them, I, I believe the, the planetary defenses can probably handle it. Uh, 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 uncle and the station master uh, sort of clambers up from behind, hiding behind one of the consoles <laughs> and just sort of nods and says, uh, yes, yes, uh, um, many of the... <clears throat> many, oh, sorry, <clears throat> many of Hothray's defense systems are located on the irrigation station, and I can attest they are uh, tested regularly and should stand up to a few of those small ships. Uh, also, I wouldn't mind getting as far away from these things as possible. Uh, uh, might I ask if there's a small refrigerator on the bridge within reaching distance. Y yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So Kevin Silent 919 is going to reach into the refrigerator that's located underneath the captain's chair. And she is going to pull Obviously. out one of the because I mean technically it's a pretty sizable refrigerator if you think about how the sizing of this ship works yeah. so there is enough space for a pitcher of water with ice cubes in it oh, so yeah, she's absolutely. gonna go back over oh, to God. where she has knocked out the minister and she's <laughs> going to dump the ice cold water on her face to wake her up yeah, I mean that gets a a, a somewhat um, what somewhat uncouth trumpet from the Grand Minister of Agriculture, who sort of sputters and who what where is it? We must, and then she sees it, and just every you know trunk and ears and shoulders and everything just sort of slumps, and she sort of sits up on the floor and says, "Well, oh, they'll be." Oh. She finally looks at you, Sila. Nine one nine. Did you <laughs> punch me, Captain? Well, obviously. Why else would you be on the floor? I was interrupted before I was able to inform you of some important facts that might have kept you from assaulting me, Captain. So I will share them with you now. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty. I believe it is. <laughs> and then like, the camera just kind of walks up as well, just puts his arms behind his back and just, we anxiously await your information. After like, like he's holding the thing when he comes up, by the way. He like grabbed it by its head and then just is walking it up and just, Surely you can tell us more about this than you have. And just like drops it. Uh, she sort of shudders when it like wetly splats on the ground. Uh, and she says, uh, she looks around and she says, um, what I am about to tell you does not leave this ship. But I suppose since we have time now, and she sort of gestures to the creature's body on the ground, there's no point in me 
holding any of this information back. Hurry up and tell you. us before we don't leave this ship. Are we on the move, by the way? Are we leaving? <laughs> I, not I at was, the moment. I no. was, I was <laughs> going to go onto the helm. This is exactly, I was waiting for. <laughs> Great. Uh, while this is going on, I was going to go to the helm to at least make sure that we're piloting. Get us on the way. Autopilot, yeah. but like. There's mm -hmm. things chasing us, so yeah. we're going to give him chase until we figure them out. Figure out what's all right. Going. And uh, and before before we hear all these reasons, uh, Invicta actually looks to Sila and gives her a grin. It's like, remember the ship we were on? And how you want me to knock her out with my hair? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you remember she how I? Uh, do you remember how I uh, pinned one of them to the floor like a specimen in class? Ooh. Oh, if I were you, I would hurry up and volunteer the information. For my friend here is not as even-tempered as myself. It's very short. Uh, when she suggests pinning things, it's not with sticky pins or something small. It's Look at the blade on her waist. Just look. Uh, before she responds, Eli, <laughs> real quick, uh, just to confirm. Oh, I'm I'm not putting y'all out of your misery. Eli, just to confirm real quick, are you are heading towards the planet or you're just sort of leading them on a merry chase? Merry chase, because we have not okay. we have not come to terms with anything quite yet. Uh, because Great. We're getting new information. So sure, sure. Okay, just confirming. So she finally says. <clears throat> She looks like she's about to like yell. And then as it came to says, look at that blade. And she sort of takes in what Invicta actually said. She thinks better of it and says, uh, <clears throat> you would do well not to threaten or assault your superior officer. I am an agent of Torch. There is a small very secret and she sort of her eyes just are shooting daggers at everyone on the bridge individually very secret branch of the organization that deals with well things outside the traditional purview of the organization it has been our mission among others to initiate contact and communication with the Hapalock creatures. The who or what? You've been talking uh, for five minutes and all we've got is a name. The Hapalocks are what we call them, though we have never been able to communicate with them enough to understand if that is what they refer to themselves as. These creatures should not be here. They have been known to exist on Vutoa, in the deeper oceans out far from the coastlines. There have been rumors over the last few months. Cargo ships, uh, military outfits, even pirates, Space, space pirates, which doesn't sound ridiculous in this setting like it does in real life, have reported back to us 
they have seen creatures that they swear look identical to these, but of course that is impossible. The Hapalox are an aquatic race that has the technology to create weapons and seafaring vessels, but they do not have the capability for space flight, except that apparently they do. And the Kimbo like immediately responds with, you do understand that being able to create ships that can move underwater is not very different than creating ships that can move through space. How could uh, you not have expected that this would happen at some point? And you've known this the entire time we've been here. My entire team, my entire team has been fighting this calamari, being injured, being attacked. You knew much more than you decided to tell us. And guarantee there is more that you're not telling us now. I told you what I thought I needed to, to initiate diplomatic conversations with these creatures. Not having been able to communicate them means that there might be a chance for diplomacy. There have been conflicts, skirmishes, on both sides casualties. There is great fear, and not without reason, but it is our job at Torch to attempt all avenues before it comes to violence. Let me guess. We have not been able to communicate with these creatures, as you undoubtedly noticed. There is a chance that it is all a great misunderstanding, and yes, Ikemba, people are in danger. But how do we know that that doesn't include them? Based on the fact that you knew this information and you're just now supplying it, you've placed us in danger. You withheld information. So if you want to talk about communication, you should probably make sure that your own house is clean. Also, to add to that, the moment you saw the creature, you screamed <laughs> and then went to your quarters. How does that help those on the ship, yourself included, who would be injured if it decided to attack? You knew that it would likely attack, yet you gave us nothing. There is more to this. Why? Torch is determined to learn more about the Hapalox, one way or another. Ideally, mm, yes. No, no, go ahead. Mm. Now, at that fighting, moment... But we can be polite. It's fine. Go right ahead. <laughs> Surely you must know that high and all, or I'm sorry, blade keeper politeness is very sharp and very decisive. Mm. And she, uh, she actually does like, uh, she like unsheaths her blade and flips it in her hand and slams it next to this haplock. Now, we took this mission thinking we were just doing a small diplomatic run to bring your people water. Not that we would be signed up for some kind of double agent spy, we could die in space kind of thing. And I tell you truly, it was never our intention to put you in the line of the Hapalox. They have not been reported anywhere near this sector, even those who claim to have seen spacefaring versions of the creatures were nowhere near Hathoray. 
It never, I tell you, we are, there are many things that you do not understand, but I will tell you plain now that it never occurred to me or to Captain Rinia that you would run across dangers such as this on this mission. And for that, no matter what our differences of opinions may be, I offer you a sincere apology. Because though I believe your tactics to not be in line with what Torch desires, putting you in this position was a mistake of colossal proportions. Is your apology going to get us out of danger? <sighs> Ily seems to be doing a fairly reasonable job. Is that, are those more Hapalock ships coming our way, by the way? I can't really see the sensor array from here. I'm not working with you if that's what you think I'm doing. I'm working with the crew that is present here on the ship. Don't lump me in with me working on your agenda. We don't even know if you're actually working with Torch. In the first place you've just announced it we we have no idea where you're coming from what angle you're playing so not until this end i am i am not one of your allies quite yet and uh, the, uh it kind of, kind of leans at allies like you've got us on the run yes that's correct we are doing wide berths around the Hathorite Hoth planet right now. Do we have a, uh, a said course engaged? No, I am just trying to maneuver. Uh, we're trying to figure out if we were to evade and, and leave the system or to um, make quick effort towards the planet to bolster our defenses. Indeed. And he kind of looks at Bertrand and says, Bertrand, where are the most weapons? The oh. is, is it at the station? Or is it we down? We should head the for the station. It is, yes, exactly. The, the most well-protected uh, location on the planet. Indeed. Captain Salah919, if you have no objections, I would posit that that would not be a bad course of action to head toward that direction while we continue our conversation because she, obviously, is not forthcoming with proper information, and she still hasn't shown us any sort of proof that she even is truly with Torch. Um, while that's happening, um, I'm just going to say, hold on real, real quick, and I'm going to essentially do a very rapid, whatever a space U-turn would be, to, <laughs> um, to essentially play a little bit of chicken with the the on the ships that are trying to follow us to oh. kind of aggravate them to follow us towards that direction but to also maybe jar them a bit so that they don't just gain on us so i'm, I'm huh. trying to do an, a, a maneuver essentially to sh rattle them and also keep their focus on us um so that we can make good pace towards the uh the place that bertrand just suggested all right, let's have actually a little uh, piloting maneuvering test from you. Oh, no. uh, and sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, no, you gonna be fine. They are coming after you though. Uh, so you playing chicken, you start in this contest. You'll get us kicked off here. Uh, here you are. And I'm gonna put together their opposing pool, which is not bad. There we go, we'll call it. That. Okay, 
Uh, all right, we got Lightbringer, we got Fly, absolutely, and we got Duty, I love that value. Good, anything else you wanna to add to that? I believe that's it. All right, you are instigating the contest, go ahead and roll it up. Thank you, one time. Hey, there's a nice one. All right, so 18 is the number to beat. Nope. So yeah, tell us what this, what this <laughs> chicken game looks like. Um, what I'm going to do is um, reverse the thrusters very quickly. Um, and as I do that, I'm, I'm gonna engage one thruster to our port side. Uh -huh. And so that we're essentially just kind of coming to a very aggressive either stop or a very aggressive uh, turnaround. And as I see those um, ships heading towards us, I'm going to try and make our ship pretty wide. So I'm going to try and like bank us to like make the most surface area to really scare them that I'm erratically uh, driving. And as that happens, uh, I'm going to put the um, engines all ahead full so that they get some thruster blowback on them to like really rattle and then uh, punch it straight towards the Hawthorne planet. And it goes exactly like that. And you actually see that they pull up so quickly that the inertia of the tentacles of these ships sort of swings in. And a couple of them, not, not permanently, but a couple of them get tangled in each other's tentacles, which gives you time to punch it through uh, and, and uh, get a bit of distance between you and them. And that you can watch as they sort of detangle and head your way. These, and again, just a reminder, these round uh, ball ships with these eight long tentacles uh, trailing behind them. Um, the, the Grand Minister says, oh, are we headed back for the irrigation station? Yes. Uh, but but with the, defend, the planetary defenses will destroy those ships. Also, yes. Your point? <laughs> skirmishes among individuals are one thing, but a planet, an entire planet's defense system destroying another culture's ships and people, that could be construed as an act of war. Are you willing to die for their research? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I need to look at her stats and see what her values are right now. Hold on a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, she has a D10 in duty, so yes, she is. <laughs> um, I also understand duty, but this is not the mission that we signed up for. You changed it in the process. So whatever we choose to do that saves this crew is not your business. You have no further jurisdiction here. You can have a seat provide more information, do something meaningful with yourself and your existence, but you will not dictate what we do on this ship. So have a seat. Well. And she uh, looks around, looks for a seat, and she is clearly taken aback, but thinking about what you said. Something something in there really sort of got through to her in a way. Uh, Invicta, did you have something before uh, I continue with the Grand Minister? Um, well, Invicta was just basically gonna be like, they're stealing your water. You're more concerned about 
diplomacy and the feelings of another culture that would see you all literally wither away and your crops die than to be concerned about killing a few of them that instead of asking to share resources decide to steal there's a place for diplomacy and this is not it she takes that in as well and you watch as sort of her uh her resolve her whatever sort of hardens solidifies she takes in what you say invicta she takes in what you say sila she walks over to the uh to the door that leads to the corridor of of crew cabins and sort of the rest of of the ship off of the bridge, not back towards the cargo bay, but towards the rest of the ship. Uh, and she, as dignified as possible, sort of walks over and she turns to you and she says, <clears throat> you, and she looks at you, Sila, Cap uh, Captain Sila 919, are the captain of this ship. To all of you, had I known the dangers here, I would not have sent for you for the team from Torch. We would have handled this differently. But, but things are as they are. Seat. As you say, Captain, I did not, and things are as they are. And she turns and she heads through uh, through the door and to the, to the whatever, the, uh, the rest of the ship over there. What are you all doing? I was um, like, I like to plot a path if possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, easy enough. Uh, you know, the 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 it's the home port for the ship, so yeah, that's easy enough to do. I like. I'm gonna do a proper transition of my piloting over to Cap uh, Captain Silo nine one nine. Tell her everything that's going on and what I'm doing essentially to do evasive maneuvers, and then I will go over to the navigation to start plotting uh, up. The, the best way to enter the atmosphere and to line these creatures up with the Hotharian defenses. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and you all can set that up, uh, you know, Bertrand and eventually the station master, bless him, uh, can come over and sort of give you an idea of where the, where the defense systems are and how they work and how best to do all of that. While you all are setting that up, you're getting closer and closer to the, to the planet. You can see that uh, those three ships are still following you, but, you know, you got, uh, Eli, you got the crew enough of a, uh, enough of a sort of, lead uh, with that maneuver that they're not within weapons ranges, uh, at least at least for the moment. And you can see uh, that the, the big ship is also still following at a larger distance, but it does seem to be slowing as you get closer and closer to uh, the planet, to the planet's gravitational, you know, strong gravitational pull. Um, and so right, right as you all get this stuff locked in, uh, a another alarm. If you all never hear another alarm on this ship, another alarm starts to go off on the ship, and a voice, the computer's, the ship's voice, uh, comes uh, over the all call comm and says, um, "Escape vessel deployed from the ship we're on." 
Bertrand nods his assent and runs over to the sensor panel and throws up a view screen. And you all see the Wistful Wishes uh, lifeboat, for lack of a better term, uh, separating from the ship uh, and zipping past the three small ships towards the larger ship. Coward. So wait, so <laughs> she left the safety of the Wistful Wish, mm-hmm. got in a small lifeboat, mm-hmm. and went outside where the big ship is. Mm-hmm. If they shoot her down, I'm just going to get some popcorn and sit there. Well, it does get better because as the ship sort of passes, flies by and passes uh, the the three smaller ships that continue to follow you, uh, there is a uh, communications, uh, uh, you know, call that comes through uh, and that patches through. And you can tell when you patch it that it's a it's a it's a wide beam transmission, right? It is just broadcasting for anyone and everyone in the area to hear. Uh, and you hear the voice of the Grand Minister of Agriculture of Hathare on the other end of this call. Uh, and it's pretty quickly clear that she is trying to communicate, excuse me, with the mothership. Uh, and she says, uh, over this all call, she says, my apologies. We only wish to communicate and understand each other. There have been losses on both sides, but I come with the authority of the Torch Organization. And cutting in to the transmission, you all get for the first time, and this was, this was a full video transmission, you could see her doing this. Cutting into it is the very first video transmission that you all have received from any of these ships. And you see also all call broadcast, you all see an enormous 12, 14, maybe 15 foot uh, diameter octopus. This thing weighs half a ton at least, it looks like. It has the eight tentacles, it has the two eyes, it has the bulbous head, Uh, but you can also see that uh, as some of the tentacles sort of swim around, it looks like it doesn't appear to be wearing any sort of suit. It looks like it is is, uh, uh, immersed in water or liquid within its ship where it is broadcasting from. And it uh, simply stares there for a moment and then a voice comes over the, uh, the comms and says, heads up y'all, this is gonna be less gross than last week, but. <laughs> Foolish, we take you give. And you watch as the front of this mothership sort of extends into what looks like an enormous mechanical version of the tentacle that the smaller creature had and fires upon the escape pod and obliterates it completely. 
as you all rush to the surface of Hotheray. That's your giver plan both sides. Gigi's uh, no reason. Not going to miss her. Um, let's let's make our way quickly back. Damn shame, isn't it? Uh, the station master, <laughs> no. the station master, sort of looks up and and goes, um, "Well, I never really liked her either." Well, well, and, well done, Bertrand. Well done. Oh no, that was the station master. Bertrand oh. agreed with you all right oh, away. Sure. Of course, okay, was like, okay, yeah, okay. like that's nonsense. But the station master sort of tentatively like stepped forward and Bertrand like lets out a trumpeting laugh and like claps him on the back. Ah, uncle, yeah, I knew you'd come around. We shouldn't celebrate a woman just died. Let's go home. To be fair, celebration is kind of due to the situation, but also, it did just kind of obliterate her. I would prefer not to be obliterated as well. I would love to hit the surface of the planet before we're in range of those blasters, if we're not already. We are still in danger, so it's best that we... Allied, do you have those coordinates? Yes, um, I will relay them now, and I have recorded everything that happened in that last instance of communication between the vessel and the former... Uh, Grand Minister. Former. <clears throat> well, former as in formerly living. Correct. So Sila is going to open her chat feature that's on her <laughs> wrist. Uh-huh. And there's a small keyboard that comes out uh-huh. and she's just going to hit the F and close it back up. And so a single F in the chat rings out through the stars. (laughs) Forever into the blackness of space, perhaps to be picked up one day by far off races that know nothing of the conflict that happened today. They will spend years wondering who got offed that deserved a little bit of respect. Just the tiniest bit though, truly like lowercase one F in the universe, not much. All right, so. There's <laughs> also Comic uh, Sans, just throwing it in there. <laughs> what? Oh My man. My hope is that it's Comic Sans F. Uh, I love how reluctant some of our chat is to put the Fs in the <laughs> chat for her. <laughs> it's Times New Roman. I mean, look, I mean, look. So. It's a uh, point comic sans. That's what it is. Uh, oh, oh, completely unreadable and annoying. So you all uh, can make it back to uh, to the planet of Hotheray. Reentry is, uh, you know, as pleasant as reentry ever is, right? Like there's a certain amount of shaking and rocking and rolling, all the more intense because you are still being chased by these three ships. Uh, but as they as they come in, uh, they you all you know reach uh, reach the irrigation station and you see these massive, I mean massive, uh, planetary air defense guns sort of deploy from different areas around the the irrigation station and the surrounding areas uh, and take aim and just blast uh, 
these three ships out of the sky. Uh, you know, they all sort of fall and crash. One of them actually falls right on the shoreline of one of the massive lakes of Hathare, uh, sort of marring the, the shoreline, the shape of the shoreline just a little bit, but sort of no one was there. Much of the area uh, when they got the communications that you all were coming in hot uh, has been evacuated. Um, and, and for the moment, it doesn't look like the large ship is deploying any more uh, of the smaller ships to, to chase you all. Uh, and, and you have returned. And I think that's where we have to sort of leave it for this week before our finale episode next week, where we shall, we shall just sort of see how this all shakes out. Hey, well done, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, some of y'all be hurting. Some of y'all got some stress, but you managed to keep away from them. So you didn't get more of them on board, uh, which is only moderately disappointing for me, but very good for you all. Uh, mm. And and yeah, well done. Well done. All right. Uh, let's go around and, and uh, you all can let everyone know uh, who you are and who you played and where we can find you uh, in between now and next week's finale episode. Uh, and, you know, any other thoughts you may have about the evening. Uh, let's see. We let's go, go back to our other screen. Oh, first, yeah, we, we can. Yeah, we could do that. That way you all can see <laughs> us written <laughs> large. Wormhole. We had to roll to say goodbye. <laughs> All right, uh, so yes, now you can see us all properly. Uh, oh, and in this case, oh, let's go in the same order that we did the introductions, which means we are going to begin with DJ and move. Oh, well, Hi, we'll do the life. same order that we did, even if we're all in <laughs> unique places on this overlay. Uh, so go ahead and start <laughs> us off, DJ. Hi, I'm DJ. I'm a space and sci-fi streamer here on Twitch. In this game, I am Kimba and Musalian Biopriest, who apparently is here. He's all might a little bit like just just in, just legally distinct all might inside of his soul, yes. Because uh, he's a fan. Uh, also, uh, apparently has a freshly hurt tooth. Just decided to like just oh tongue touches it, chills. Less than stellar there. So to the dentist in the morning. <laughs> Other neck. Today was awesome. I got to bound off a wall and pull a yeah you did a move and it just was like awesome punch an octopus. So like. <laughs> massive calamari like he really wants to cook it even though he's mostly vegetarian this is one of the times he would happily eat yeah good because reasons yeah good love it uh who was next i believe michael was next if i'm not mistaken yep so hello folks michael sinclair second here um and go by he him and uh i lie i play i lie uh their pronouns are they them and uh yeah just had a good time that was that was really satisfying that last bit with the grand minister um and always get to be a little bit petty with ally so that's always fun yeah Um, and uh yeah um you can catch me on twitter normally i haven't been as responsive i've just been unplugging for a bit because finals ended last week um and then i might try and stream this week so catch that uh just look at my twitter uh for when that's gonna happen at michael crits on twitch as well and twitter so catch that um yeah uh that that's me very nice absolutely love it uh continuing oh there we go continuing on around uh to christina hi 
I'm Christine Ariel. It's K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. I play Captain Sela 919, your captain. And you can find me this week, tomorrow. Please tune in to Improvised Champions with myself and Mr. Mark Meir. And that starts at one o'clock on twitch.tv backslash C and E games. And also Rise of the Veiled Alliance airs tomorrow on twitch.tv backslash LFM underscore network with myself and Michael Sinclair II, also known as Michael Kritz, also known as Eli, also known as not in their chair right now. And also, let's see. Oh, you can find me on Twitter because I don't sleep and that's where I hang out because that's where my friends are. You can also find me here next Sunday for the finale of this show. And you should, I don't know, like tweet at people with power and be like, yo, this show should come back. You know why? Because we love it. We love these people. We love this adventure. We love yeah. space, the final frontier. We love this journey. We love giant elephants. We love Hell yeah. blowing up ships with people who just can't get right. It's a lifestyle choice. We appreciate y'all. distinct final frontiers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's a to journey. All it's a journey. It's a journey. It's and a we'll journey. see you next week on that journey. Yeah, Tanya? Hi. Uh, I am your uh, Crave Director, Creator, and High and Old Blade Keeper, Invicta, also known as Tanya Cypher of Tear. Uh, you can find me here everywhere under Cypher of Tear tomorrow. Uh, I will be playing Tiltify Santa again. So if you are fundraising this holiday season and using Tiltify, please tweet out with Claws My Cause and Tiltify 2020. And between 1 and 2 p.m. Central tomorrow, a uh, Cypher Santa may drop by and drop some coin on your campaign, courtesy of Tiltify. Um, and then I think that's it for plan streams, other than uh, Rivals of Waterdeep, penultimate se- episode of season eight. Um, I don't think the rivals are ever getting out of jail. I just really don't at this point. Um, players got some fun knowledge. The characters have no clue what's happening to them. And uh, let's see if they actually ever get out of Rebels End, because the way that they are, the DM may just leave them there till who knows when. Um, and also, not a thing I'm doing, but a fun announcement. If you follow Jeff Keeley in the Game Awards, I am one of Future Class which is a new thing that they did. There's a cohort of 50 of us who were identified as game changers, people moving and shaking uh, the games industry in terms of diversity and inclusion and the work that we do. So that's just super exciting for me because I've been doing this for a really long time and uh, it's pretty neat. And also uh, Game Industry Biz named me as one of 100 game changers this week as well. So uh, it's been a big week. And yes, please go tell Twitch that you like the show. Please don't be obnoxious. (laughs) uh, please tell Twitch that you enjoy this you'd love to see another season with an all POC and black cast crew and production because we're the only show like it and I like hanging out with my friends every week and we like telling great stories so if you got some coin to drop we won't say no it goes into our coffee anything goes back into production of the show or equipment or art or what have you and speaking of art special thanks to Pleasantly Twisted who did fantastic yes. art of Eugenio as our storyteller. Thank you. 
Yes, amazing. Yeah, so we're hanging on for word from uh, from Twitch, but y'all should let them know, because that'll help. My name's Eugenio. Uh, uh, you can find me on the interwebs at, at DMJazzyHands on Twitter and here on Twitch. Uh, I am a variety, mostly RPG streamer on my channel. You can, of course, find me here on Sundays. Where else can you find me? Tomorrow night, I'll be back in a very different kind of space over on the Roll20 app channel, uh, playing another game of Burn Bright, uh, a science fantasy role-playing game uh, GM'd by Celeste Conowich of the Venture Maidens D&D podcast. So that's tomorrow night at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Tuesday night, I've got some D&D going over on Mini Terrain Domains channel at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it'll be session, I believe, four of Harper's Tale, uh, 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 Hope and Redemption, uh, which is all lovely, but really, the only thing that matters is that my character gets to ride a mastiff-sized corgi into a battle. Um, and the corgi's a spellcaster and his name is Sir Cheddar. Uh, so that's Tuesday nights. Uh, and then, let's see, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays, I stream on my channel. And then I will see you all back here next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. GMT, for the finale episode of Into the Motherlands Season 1 of which there will hopefully be many. Uh, we would love to see you all here. Do try and stop by if you can. We've got all kinds of fun surprises for our uh, finale episode. Uh, so do do come and, and hang out and help us uh, help us bid farewell to, to season one, we will say for now. We would love to see you all here. Uh, you all have been such a pleasure to hang out with. You've been lovely in chat. The enthusiasm, uh, the encouragement, is is just really you know more than more than I can say. We we truly appreciate y'all. Uh, so I think that's all we've got for us. And we are going to be rating. So if you want to uh, if you want to hang out with us a little bit more and spread the motherland's love, we are heading over to X Mita Mita's channel. I'm not sure what's being played the at the Sims. moment. Sims, great. We go watch some Sims, and hopefully there won't be any octopus aliens. Although there are aliens in that game, right? So who knows. Who knows? Uh, we're gonna go over there. If we do get over there, if you do come over there with us, uh, spread the love, spread the motherland's love. We super appreciate you. Otherwise, we will see you back here at same time, same place next week, twitch.tv slash cypher of tier, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. See you then. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask over your mouth and nose and happy gaming, y'all. <laughs>